This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I, I haven't read hundreds of court cases. No doubt any of my friends who attended law school have read an order of magnitude more court rulings than I have. But I've read a few as a journalist and as a, in my business law classes. And just out of my excess of curiosity, sometimes I, I look at it because it's interesting to me. But I have never before read a court case ruling that began by quoting a movie until now. You see, last week, federal judge Andrew Hainan in Brownsville, Texas, did just that. The lines he quoted were from the recent Tom Hanks movie, Bridge of Spies. Hanks is an attorney who was assigned to defend a Soviet spy from espionage charges. He met in a bar with an FBI agent who's trying to get Hanks to betray attorney-client privilege in the name of national security. Here's the exchange that is quoted in the opening of the court's ruling. Don't go Boy Scout on me. We don't have a rule book here. You're Agent Hoffman, yeah? Yeah. German extraction. Yeah, so? My name's Donovan, Irish both sides, mother and father. I'm Irish, you're German, but what makes us both Americans? Just one thing, one, 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 the rule book. We call it the Constitution, and we agree to the rules, and that's what makes us Americans. It's all that makes us Americans, so don't tell me there's no rule book. The case in question is the state of Texas at all versus the United States of America. Texas has actually sued the federal government uh, several times in recent years, so that case title doesn't clear things up much. Uh, this is uh, the case where Texas was joined by 25 other states to try and stop President Obama's executive order that effectively granted amnesty to hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens. It was called the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, kind of like the, the Dreamers thing they tried to push through. And Brownsville, Texas, is the town where this court ruling was being issued, is really at the center of that controversy. Brownsville sits right at the southern tip of Texas at the mouth of the Rio Grande as it dumps out into the Gulf of Mexico. Right across the river is Matamoros, Mexico. And I, I used to spend time down there. with My family and I would go down there when I was in high school, and, and we'd go across and visit the markets, have a great time in Matamoros. I wouldn't do the same thing with my kids today. That city has changed too much thanks to drugs and gangs and human traffickers. Simply not safe to go down there anymore, especially after dark. So, so Texas, the reddest of red states, sues the federal government over unconstitutional action taken by the president in Washington, D.C., and the ruling in the case is issued in a town in Texas that has been severely affected by those same lax immigration policies. And the very first thing the judge in the case does is to quote a movie made in Hollywood, California, about a Cold War spy case in the northeastern U.S. Why? Here's why. From Judge Hanen's ruling, quote, The question addressed by this court was whether the government had to play by the rules. This court held that it did. The Fifth Circuit has now also held that the government must play by the rules. And, of course, that decision is now before the Supreme Court. He continues, quote, what remains before this court is the question of whether the government's lawyers 
must play by the rules. In other words, the propriety of the defendant's actions now lies with the Supreme Court, but the question of how to deal with the conduct or misconduct of their counsel rests with this court. Now, if you're one of the attorneys that's working for the government, you might want to look away now. This is not going to be pretty. Turns out the lawyers for the government made, quote, statements that did not match the facts. It has now admitted that the lawyers who made the statements had knowledge of the truth when they made these misstatements, close quote. Okay, I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Remember, words have meaning. What is it called when someone says something that he or she knows is not true? It's called a lie. And what do you call someone who lies? A liar. The fact is that the Justice Department employs liars. They call them lawyers, but in fact they are liars. And when the government is hiring liars for the express purpose of lying to the American people, there is no rule of law. You have the rule of lies. What was the biggest thing the Justice Department lawyers, liars, lawyers, I had it right, okay. What was the biggest thing they lied about? Well, this all started with Judge Hanen's initial ruling, the one that is now before the Supreme Court. He granted an injunction against President Obama, preventing him from going through with his executive action. In other words, the president said any child who gets to America, whether legally or illegally, gets to stay, no questions asked. Judge Hanen said, no, they don't. You still have to enforce the rule of law as it already exists. He then asked the liars, liars, if the government was complying with that ruling. They said, uh, yeah, sure. Well, you know, yeah, kids, uh, no kids aren't being processed. Nah, believe me. That was a lie. The government was already working on granting special access to over 100,000 kids. This didn't happen just once. The government's lawyers lied to Judge Hanen in open court on three separate occasions. Once in December 2014, once in January 2015, and once again in February 2015. Now we get to something that is quite satisfying to me personally. Judge Hanen decided he was going to punish the Justice Department's lawyers for their poor behavior in his court based upon the Texas disciplinary rules of professional conduct. So why is that satisfying to me? Those rules were written by my grandfather, John Sutton. My grandfather, John Sutton, was the dean of the University of Texas Law School and wrote the Code of Ethics for the Texas Bar. Those rules have largely been adopted across the country and form the basis for the code of conduct of attorneys, especially inside Texas. My grandfather passed away about three years ago, but his life's work still is making a difference for Texans and Americans that he left behind. That's deeply satisfying. So what's the punishment? Judge Hanen has ordered any and every employee of the Justice Department who wished to appear in any court in any of the 26 states involved in this suit to take an ethics course taught by a recognized legal expert not employed by the Justice Department, and they have to do this every year. Must be at least three hours long, can't be a self-study or an online course, 
every lawyer for the Justice Department in over half of our 50 states now has to physically attend a class on why it's wrong to lie. He also ordered Attorney General Loretta Lynch to demonstrate within 60 days what steps she is going to take to make sure her employees aren't liars and aren't covering up for their lies. As part of that, he reprimanded the Office of Professional Responsibility for not doing a better job of making sure the DOJ's employees behave in an ethical fashion and demanded that A.G. Lynch deliver a plan to improve the Office of Professional Responsibility itself. I applaud Judge Hanen's ruling here. He is absolutely correct to demand that the Justice Department be more interested in defending the truth than they are in defending the politics of their bosses. But to me, that's really where this court order falls short. I don't think the problem stops at Loretta Lynch. I think this carcass stinks from the head down. The DOJ didn't start being unethical when Loretta Lynch took over. It was going on back when Eric Holder was running it. Remember, Holder is the first attorney general in American history to be held in contempt of Congress for his failing to be forthcoming with a congressional investigation. He was not following the rule book either. It's not just a problem limited to the Justice Department. The IRS and the Treasury Department hasn't been honest with the American people. They have deleted evidence after it was subpoenaed by Congress. They have knowingly made false statements, otherwise known as, that's right, lies, to congressional committees. That's why one congressional committee is trying to pursue impeachment proceedings against John Kaskainen, the current head of the IRS. But the lying at the IRS didn't begin with Kaskainen. The whole persecution of Tea Party groups by the IRS and the cover-up that follows began under Kaskainen's predecessor, Douglas Shulman. There's been lying over at the State Department as well. Remember Benghazi? Hillary Clinton said it was because of a video, but her own emails which were also kept in an unethical way, to say the least, proved that she knew the video had nothing to do with Benghazi, but that it was a coordinated terrorist attack. She knew it before she made the false statement. By definition, that's a lie. And Hillary Clinton, by definition, is a liar. But the lying at the State Department didn't stop when Clinton left. John Kerry repeatedly lied to the American public about the Iran nuke deal. White House advisor Ben Rhodes bragged about the misleading statements in an article in Time magazine earlier this month. John Kerry is also a liar, and Ben Rhodes is a liar who is particularly proud of his lying prowess. With all of this lying going across federal departments within the government, only three things have been constant. Joe Biden, Valerie Jarrett, and Barack Obama. Why do people across agencies within the government feel it's okay to lie, even under oath? The only reason I can come up with is because their bosses have signaled to them that lying is okay. Do you think there would be widespread lying to the American people on a regular basis in the Justice, State, and Treasury Departments if the president had said at any time he would not tolerate such behavior in his administration and had punished those employees who had behaved unethically. 
Do you think if Valerie Jarrett had started an internal investigation to root out the lying, like she did to root out the leaking to the media, that the lying would continue to this day? Do you think Joe Biden has a clue about much of any of this? No, seriously. Do you think Joe Biden can tell the difference between something that's true and something that isn't? I'm not sure. Going back to that movie, Bridge of Spies, in the end, the work that Hank's character did in defending the Russian spy, following the rule book we know as the Constitution, turned out to be very good for the United States. Because of his work, Hank's character was able to trade his client to the Soviets for two Americans. One, a student who got caught behind the Berlin Wall, and the other, a U-2 spy plane pilot shot down over the Soviet Union. Following our rules turned out to be good for America. And that really is the whole point here. We are the first nation that was founded on an idea, not an ethnicity or a specific territory. We were founded upon the idea that all men are created equal. If we are all equal, then the rules must apply to us, to all of us, equally even if we're self-employed or employed by the federal government. The rules matter because that's what makes us American. It's the only thing that makes us American. If we aren't willing to follow those rules, then we aren't Americans. We're liars. Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me.